Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 5th, 1911, Part 3, pages 75 through 77. February 5th, 1911, Part 3. If we were to accept all these honorable and influential positions, our congregation would quickly disintegrate. One would assume this position, another would take that one, and so on. Before we realized it, no one would be left to work in the congregation or to guide it. We need not worry that the world will ever run out or run short of candidates for places of honor and influence. Let us, rather, take our places next to Jesus, who led a life of poverty, obedience, hard work, suffering, and humiliation. We can follow him and stand by him in accepting these positions that others are unwilling to take, those places which are the most despised and scorned, where all seems to be lost. Let us do our utmost to train and provide enough candidates for those positions which are held to be the most humble and insignificant in the eyes of men. Just as some consider it a great honor to attain high office, so let us deem it the greatest of God's graces to receive an assignment to a place that demands the most self-sacrifice, where we will have to endure and suffer more for Jesus, and where our lot will be more hard work, trouble, scorn, humiliation, poverty, and so on. Let us make certain that we never run short of candidates from among our ranks to fill these posts, and not only willing candidates, but enthusiastic ones. O Jesus, give us this great grace. Superiors have a duty to protect both themselves and their subjects from the lure of high offices and honorable positions. I am sincerely convinced that we can achieve more good for the Church by following in the footsteps of Christ by a life of humility, poverty, and self-denial than by accepting high positions. And God forbid that any of us should accept tokens or titles of honor. In these matters, we must strictly observe the Constitution and instructions. We must not only reject all honors that might hamper us, but also avoid any position which could impede the pursuit of our goal to work for the greater glory of God and the good of the Church. We must particularly guard against becoming too involved in all kinds of women's organizations, sodalities and societies, etc., by accepting positions of leadership in them. This type of work requires a great deal of time and burdens the mind, so that, no one is, so that one is no longer able to do anything else. The superiors of other communities know this from experience, as do I myself. At most, we can accept invitations to conduct women's retreats or consent to be extraordinary confessors, but only with the permission of our superiors. But these duties should not interfere with our proper assignments. On the other hand, <clears throat> We should try to give as much of our time as we can to serve the spiritual needs of young men, both in villages and in cities, especially those attending high schools and university. 
we should also be willing to work with adult men, especially the educated, with their societies and organizations. If we are asked to conduct a retreat for priests or seminarians, we ought to lay everything aside and respond immediately. We should also willingly undertake the spiritual direction of priests whenever requested to do so. St. Ignatius was most charitable in his efforts to justify his enemies. He forgave them everything and even returned good for evil. But if need be, we, he was perfectly capable of defending his good name and protecting his rights, especially those of us who are working for the good of others in public life must be able to protect our good name and also to guard our rights when the greater glory of God and the welfare of souls requires it. A lamp will not burn without oil. The preacher of the gospel will not be the light of the world, nor a spiritual force that attracts people to Christ, leads them in battle for the church, encourages them in good works, unless his own heart glows with the fire of true zeal, unless he himself is an example of goodness and holiness. We must study the enemies of the church and become familiar with their goals, desires, plans, methods, and means of warfare. Then, after considerable thought and reflection, we should courageously enter the conflict and become active wherever the enemy is most numerous and defend those positions which are most under attack. In my opinion, the assaults of the enemy on our faith and on the church, their calumnies, distortions, and lies, etc., must never be allowed to continue unrefuted. They must be proven false and misleading. But this course of action is to be taken not to humiliate our enemies, but rather so that the truth may gain the upper hand, and even our enemies may become aware of it, realize their error, and return to God. Our objective should be the salvation of the souls of our enemies and not their humiliation, ridicule, or ignominious defeat. Well, in this last part of the entry, Blessed George reflects on the need to have good men in our religious congregation in order to guide it well. We need to learn from Jesus. Though he was God, he was meek and humble of heart when he was on earth. He was not afraid to take the lowest place. Blessed George also speaks of training our men so that they are ready to undertake any position, especially a position that no one else wants to take. And Blessed George felt that the Marians could do more for the church working in the trenches rather than seeking higher offices. The honors that come with them can tempt us uh, and get us off track. I'll just briefly quote that point from the Marian directory that I had mentioned in the last podcast. It's number 29, positions of honor not to be sought. No one is permitted, either directly or indirectly, to seek out or to strive after any position in the congregation, nor any dignity or office outside the congregation. Everyone is bound to refuse ecclesiastical or secular offices offered to him unless, for grave reasons, he is obliged to accept them by a major superior with the consent of his council. 
And Blessed George cautions us from get, becoming over-involved in governing women's uh, sodalities and associations. Confessions and retreats are permissible, but he just doesn't want us to expend all our energies on those uh, associations and not have uh, time and space to work for the congregation. He is open to offering spiritual or, uh, guidance to young men because vocations can come from them. And he also uh, wants us to be of service to the church to help priests and seminarians whenever asked. Blessed George wants to follow the example of St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, in forgiving others, giving good example, preparing ourselves for spiritual battles, defending the, the truth, uh, all the battles that we have to face. We have to be prepared and ready like uh, soldiers, ready to go to battle. And Blessed George is in favor of refuting false charges to our faith so that people are not scandalized. The truth will set us free. Whatever we can do to draw people to Christ is worth doing. The salvation of souls should always be our top priority. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.